Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Friday, May 7th. Today on the show, I have one big request for all of you Nashville sports fans. A big match for Nashville SC, an important week for Memphis Grizzlies hoops. We will hear from Steve Cavendish of the Nashville Banner about if the media is holding the Titans accountable for their decision to draft Rashad Weaver. But we begin with the final weekend of hockey in the NHL and what could be Pekka Rene's final home appearance in a Predator sweater. The 440 is, of course, brought to you by our wonderful and amazing friends, the Kingston Group. Visit their website at buildkg.com. You just never know when you're going to need to make a big decision about your home, a big remodel, a big addition, something along those lines. And when you do, you need to remember the name, the Kingston Group, because they are the people to trust with your vision. And make sure that not only are you happy with your home, but your home makes you some money as well. So check out the website, buildkg.com. We use the Kingston Group in my house. Check out the website, buildkg.com. That's the Kingston Group. In the hockey world, not a whole lot has changed, of course. The Predators can clinch a playoff spot should Dallas lose on Friday night to Tampa Bay. Nashville does not even play until Saturday night against Carolina. So in theory, they could, of course, clinch a playoff spot by the time they take the ice on Saturday night against Carolina. Dallas will face Tampa at 6 p.m. on Friday evening. So again, keep those eyes on that Tampa-Dallas game. If they lose in regulation, well, the Nashville Predators will be in the playoffs. And that means one thing, the most important thing really to talk about this weekend, outside of collecting a point or two to clinch a spot against Carolina on Saturday, and if they can't on Saturday, they have another chance on Monday evening, is Pecorine. Pecorine could be playing in his final regular season games at some point this weekend for the Nashville Predators. He could be playing in his final regular season game as a professional hockey player. And I sure hope they clinch on Friday night, not just because we all want to see the Predators make the playoffs, because it means they can start Pecorine on Saturday or Monday as they see fit to give him a proper send-off. He deserves it. The fans want it. He certainly wants it. The organization wants it. I can see it being the final regular season game on Monday night, but Saturday nights in Smashville are pretty special as well. I, I just hope he gets to start a game and that they can clinch before the end of the regular season because, again, if it takes Saturday night beating Carolina with UC Soros for, for them to clinch, then Pecorine will start probably on Monday night in the season finale. I just hope he gets to start a game, and I hope Nashville gets to send him off in proper fashion in the way he deserves as arguably the greatest player in franchise history. He certainly will get an appearance probably in the playoffs, maybe in a, in a blowout win or a blowout loss, but I certainly hope that he gets to start a game at Bridgestone Arena to end his career as a Nashville Predator. This week on Lamestream Sports, out every Friday on the 440 Sports Network, myself and Steve Cavendish talking all things Nashville sports media and business. Our guest was former Tennessee Titan Darren Bates, who also now hosts a podcast of his own, The Raw Room. Very entertaining stuff. We highly recommend it. And we had a really fun conversation with him about why he wanted to get into the media. But we also had a long conversation about Rashad Weaver and the coverage of Rashad Weaver. Of course, Weaver, the Titans' fourth-round draft pick, who was charged with the misdemeanor assault the day before he was drafted. And in particular, should the Titans have known about this, and should the media be doing a better job of holding the Tennessee Titans accountable? Here's what Steve Cavendish had to say on the issue. It's worth going back and kind of looking at the timeline of, of how all this happened. So 
Weaver is involved in an altercation outside of a bar on April 18th. On April 20th, the victim filed an assault report against Weaver. By April 30th, which is coming right up on the draft, a criminal summons is filed against Weaver. And then it was issued on May the 3rd. By that time, he's already been picked and is now a Titan. So there's a couple of questions around there, particularly for the media, which is one, should people have known and should media have, have known that Weaver was having legal problems in the, in the run-up to the draft? And secondly, what's the accountability mechanism here for the media and, and the team? And are they holding the team to kind of the right standard? With a with draft, it's tough because these are not players under contract. This is the fantasy time of the year for, for fans. All you're focusing on is how is my team going to get better? And so I, I think there's a kind of a tendency, at least on the fan side, to kind of ignore this sort of stuff or kind of like wish it away. And instead, I think a lot of media has been a little soft on the team in the wake of the Isaiah Wilson stuff last year. Now, we can say that COVID protocols knocked everybody sideways and they didn't know enough about Wilson, about his character, about whatever. It, had they had that, like the full vetting process going in, they might have done something differently with that pick. So this year, it, it occurs that the team missed on a person uh, somehow. Now, should they have that timeline is really tight going up to the draft? there's an argument and these things are tough to suss out, at least on the media side, because he's being charged with a misdemeanor. It's not a felony. So these things don't really rise up. You have fewer and fewer reporters reading police dockets, really I'm reading, reading court dockets, relating police arrest reports, kind of looking at arrests. Six states I, away, by the way. Six states away. So the question becomes, how is the media reporting about the team? And I think the reporting on it has not been strong enough in sort of digging into asking the accountability questions about the team and kind of what their processes are. You know, a couple of people, uh, Kaharski, for instance, wrote, wrote about kind of the scouting process and, you know, who's responsible for what, what area scouts are, what, you know, how that funnels into like their national scouting report and how that funnels up to Robinson. I think I wish more people were doing that type of accountability reporting on the team because I think I think A, it would be better for the team to endure that kind of scrutiny, but B, I think it would be better for us as fans to try to figure out how the team missed on missed something like this and should they have missed something like this. That was Steve Cavendish of the Nashville Banner and, of course, my co-host on Lamestream Sports. Out every single Friday, we had Robbie Boren, Ron Slay, and this week, Darren Bates on the show, so make sure you check out that podcast. We also spent a few minutes talking a lot about the Rashad Weaver coverage and the media holding the Tennessee Titans accountable. You can tell exactly where Steve Cavendish falls on the issue. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Nashville SC will play its fourth consecutive match at home to start the season on Saturday when the boys in gold host top of the table, a.k.a. first place, New England at 12.30 p.m. Central Time. Gary Smith's squad has three draws in three matches, and fans are already getting a bit restless with the team's inability to get a result. And the revolution, of course, are no pushover. Three points this weekend over a first-place team would paint the first four matches in a much different light than a loss would. It's only early May, but this feels like a big one for SC. Again, game gets kicked off at 12.30 at Nissan Stadium. So basically this morning, I'm going to beg and plead with you to pay attention to some SEC baseball with just three weeks to go in the regular season before the SEC tournament. Vanderbilt and Tennessee are both top eight national seeds right now, currently, as it stands, which means 
which means they would not only host regionals, but probably be in line to host super regionals as well. Definitely Vanderbilt, and most likely Tennessee if they can continue on this path. And currently, the Doors and the Vols are tied for first place in the SEC East, so we've got a fun race. Tennessee has a much more difficult schedule. They will go to Mizzou this weekend. They will host Arkansas and go to South Carolina. Arkansas and South Carolina are potentially top 16 seeds. Meanwhile, Vanderbilt will host Alabama this weekend. They go to Ole Miss and host Kentucky to wrap up. Vanderbilt not only has the tiebreaker, is the better team, is the more talented team, but also has the easier schedule. But it is about this time, with four top five teams in the country, potentially four national seeds in the SEC, that you need to start paying attention to college baseball. And these players are guys you are going to see in the major leagues sooner rather than later, especially Vanderbilt's rotation. So I beg you, I plead with you to pay attention to the ping, man. It's so much fun. It's an absolute blast. And pretty soon, it is going to command every minute of your television experience on ESPN. It's basically all of May and June for ESPN is going to be NBA basketball and college baseball. So make sure you check it out. It's worth watching this year. We got a great race. We got some big series coming up. And we got some big-time prospects on the field for basically all of these teams. So keep an eye on some college baseball for me, okay? How about a quick Memphis Grizzlies update with just one full week of action left before the NBA playoffs get started? After losing four out of five games to fall back down to 500, Memphis beat Minnesota on Wednesday and now just has six games left to go in the season. Memphis will play at Toronto in a brutal matchup on Saturday night before four straight at home next week against very beatable teams like Sacramento and New Orleans. Currently, the Grizzlies are in eighth place in the Western Conference, safely in the play-in tournament, just a couple of games ahead of Golden State and San Antonio. It is almost all but certain that Memphis will face Portland in the first play-in game and will have two chances to win one game to advance to the fully formed eight-team Western Conference bracket. Much like the Preds, every single game matters, and this is a huge week for Grind City Hoops. So keep an eye on those Grizz for me, all right? Thank you guys all for listening. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. Special thanks to our sponsor, the Kingston Group, of course. Nashville's locally owned, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. You should check out the website, buildkg.com. You'll see everything you need to see as to why they should be the company to handle any major decisions you have with your house, a major remodel, a major build, all that great stuff. If you want your home to make money and you want your vision to come to life, the Kingston Group are the people to trust. Go to the website, buildkg.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Watch a little college baseball. Pay attention to the Nashville Predators, of course. Maybe keep an eye on those Memphis Grizzlies. Relax, have a cocktail, and please, I beg of you, for all of you who are still listening to my voice at this point in the show, to please share it. Please tell somebody about the product. We love you for your support. We love you for listening, and we need you to help spread the word on this particular show. Because after all, it is Nashville's original, independent, short-form daily sports podcast. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.